Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Generation Ag. Today I'm delighted to welcome 26-year-old Queenslander George Stacey. Uh, George was a very surprising guest for someone so young. He's had such an incredible career already spanning so much of the agricultural industry but perhaps the most intriguing thing about George is he has a very interesting and wise perspective on life for someone so young. George's current role is with RCS Australia, where he works alongside individuals, families, corporates and government to deliver holistically integrated education, training and advisory services to their agricultural businesses. Alongside that, though, his main focus is to develop resilient, regenerative and profitable farming businesses that ensure rural communities thrive socially, financially and ecologically. George Stacey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. We start all of our podcasts with the same question, and that is to ask, who are you and what is your connection to agriculture? Um, so I'm, my name's George Stacey, and rightio, I grew up north of uh, a little town called Richmond in northwestern Queensland. My parents were backgrounders up there and um, had a fairly typical childhood, I suppose, uh, getting around there until I was about 12 and then headed off to boarding school, um, where I went to board, uh, where I... Uh, finished school down in Brizzy and um, but yeah always had that solid connection to, to agriculture and now I work for RCS um, up in Yapoon in central Queensland. Yeah awesome. Tell us about your childhood. You said you had a typical childhood. Yeah I suppose typical in the sense that uh, most you know most kids head off to boarding school I suppose. A lot of the guy, kids I went to school with at primary school we, it was only a very small school and it didn't go all the way to year 12 so that was sort of only one option for us to yeah. head away and, um, and complete our education. I had a really great childhood. I, um, I've got three other siblings. I've got an older sister uh, and a younger brother and sister. One of my brothers, my, bro- my younger brother's here today as well actually. Um, yeah, we had a we had a really great childhood. Um, spent a lot of time, you know, kicking about with mum and dad and helping out and I suppose learning all the lessons you do as a young kid on the land um, and I suppose that's where my real love um, and affinity with agriculture was born, which is, you know, a, a fairly common story. Mm. Were you always going to be in agriculture, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I have very clear memories of being a kid and standing out in, in a paddock at Ranmore, the place where you, we are, uh, my mum and dad owned. It's called Ranmore. That's where I grew up. And I have very clear memories of, of standing out in, in the paddock and just feeling a real sense of, uh, I suppose, connectedness to the land. Yeah. And that's the thing that I always recall on when I people ask me why do you love it so much, I suppose, or, or it's just the the uh, the feeling of being really connected to a piece of land and and, um, and yeah, it's the, it's sort of the land gives you everything really, it gives you a livelihood, a hobby, a, a place to live and um, and a real passion. So yeah, I think I always was going to be in uh, agriculture definitely yeah. you talked um in your we got we caught the end of your uh little five minute presentation you <laughs> talked in that about you know how important it is that we're custodians for the land that we work do you want to talk to us about you know 
why that is such a, you know, you've used that word twice today that I've heard. Why is it so important to you? So one thing that I really am passionate about is, is, is I suppose, bringing forth the notion of social licence and that we are simply just custodians and, and, you know, it's the place and it's the patch of dirt that we, you know, that agricultural businesses exist and that's to make it, you know, you exist to make a profit. Um, but a byproduct of the way that we do business, you know, within the confines of that small little piece of dirt has massive impacts on everyone else in 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 the country and in the world really and in the in the presentation i spoke about how you know there's only 1.2 percent of the australian population that are actually employed in agriculture but they manage 51 percent of the total australian land mass so they do a very very important job in um and they're they're really the front line in delivering positive ecological outcomes for for everyone else, which is obviously a, you know a pretty high priority for everyone. Mm. So yeah, it's it's something, I suppose, being, bringing forth the notion that we're not just cattle farmers. Like we we do a very important job on behalf of the whole country, and you know even like this event here today, this it it really is like farmers are the absolute foundation um, to everything. And absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I that's, think that's iconic to just mention that for yeah. sure. It's and and sometimes they get forgotten. They get forgotten, and, and there's as you guys you know mentioned earlier. There's so much talk around ag tech, and what big data and the Internet of Things can do. But sometimes we just forget to go and talk to the farmers and yeah. actually see how it's going to make add some value. So absolutely, I really wanted to make a point of of um, not singling them out, but I suppose yeah, highlighting them because they're it's really it's their show, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. 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 Um, we mentioned before, obviously, about your uni life. So, can you chat to us a little bit about what happened after boarding school yeah. and how you got to where you are right now at RCS? Yeah. So, while I was at school, I played a lot of sport, um, was really active in the sport world. And um, I suppose naturally I wanted to explore that post school yeah. at university. <laughs> and. Um, I suppose part of me wanted to explore something else because I'd grown up in agriculture and I sort of knew I had a bit of a future, well I probably had a future in agriculture long term, Yeah. but I wanted to, I think, had I got to this point and not explored university or done something different, I would have I been a little bit, I suppose, you know, or what if. Yeah. yeah. So I went into uni at um, UQ in St Lucia studying exercise and nutrition and um, and really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the learning process. But when I was sort of, I got about halfway through and starting do, started to do a few, a bit of prac, and um, I quickly realised that I didn't really see a long-term future working in that sort of industry. Yeah. I've always had a really big interest in health and played a lot of sport, but I, I liked the learning more than I actually liked applying it. So, yeah. And from there, I was doing a lot of work for a mate out near Texas um, on the border of New South Wales and Queensland, um, and he eventually just said to me, mate, there's plenty of work here. Why don't you come out and, and just go full time out here? And I spent a lot of time really, um, really pining for the bush again. I suppose like I really wanted to go back out west. That's where I was happiest, and I, I really loved it. I missed I missed being around stock and 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 being around um, being in the fields and things like that. So I went. I um I took a bit of a lot. Uh, took a, a, a semester off. And I headed hiatus. out. Hiatus. Yes, that's right. I'm <laughs> still on that hiatus. Um, and I, and I headed out to Texas uh, initially, and I was helping him. And then I got a job um, at Gundy working in irrigated cotton, 
which was sort of something that I wanted to explore having had nothing to do with it growing up in the north. Um, and I met a lot of really incredible people. I worked for a really great guy there uh, to the west of Gundy that taught me an enormous amount about irrigated cotton and, and that precision farming, and I, I really have a, a big interest in that. And um, But in the same time, I knew that I didn't want to be sort of um, sort of poking around cotton fields and driving tractors for the rest of my life. I probably had a bit more potential than that. So I, um, I suppose, and, and while all this is going on, my parents sold our family farm, so I had nothing to really go back to. So I wanted to go down the route of consultancy. And because, you know, another point you two brought up was the people side, that's something that I really love as well. And RCS, so RCS um, was the obvious choice for me. My parents were actually clients when I was a kid. And a lot of what RCS do is really um, done on top of an underlying foundation of communication and how humans interact. Because they really are the basis to any business. You take the humans away and there's mm. nothing, really. I think particularly in agriculture, yes. people value that person-to-person -person interaction. 100%. So as a young kid, when my parents were going through their whole, you know, practice change and RCS journey, I really saw a big difference in my family. Yeah. And I've sort of come to understand the economics around the changes they made and yeah. how, how, um, how um, I suppose, impactful that was for our family. So I, it's always been the, the absolute sort of, um, I suppose, where I wanted to be and where I thought I could make the most change, uh, make the most, the biggest impact yeah. on an industry that I really really um, is dear to my heart so yeah I pretty much just annoyed him until they gave me a job and um, <laughs> and, um, and here we are today and it was actually in the first week of my employment at RCS that the general manager Adams forwarded me a link and said you should apply for this and I was like oh yeah sweet threw a, <laughs> threw <laughs> threw a, nom, threw a nom in and got a got a Guernsey so um, <laughs> and here we are today oh, so I yeah you did it. gotta give yourself a bit more credit yeah, got a good yeah. old video up there yeah so it's been a really sort of um, it's been a really sort of roundabout journey, and you know I have got a massive hex debt that I don't really have any paper to show for, but I don't. It doesn't worry me because yeah. you know in a funny way, you know when it comes to nutrition, I've got this sort of this vague vague background, I suppose you'd say, uh, incomplete in some ways, but. You know, at the end of the day, we're primary producers and we're producing food. And to have, to have a bit more of a knowledge around the scientific sort of um, ongoings and biological ongoings when it comes to food and how it interacts with your bodily functions, then it's um, it's really good background knowledge and it's kind of closed a bit of a loop, really, yeah. for me. So, yeah, no, it's it's been a funny old ride, but it's I've sort of ended up exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah. So. yeah. Life has a funny way of doing that sometimes. It does, yes. And yeah. you know what? You just put you put yourself out there, and good things will come to you at the end of the day. I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. My mum, my mum always used to tell us, um, and she still does. She said, you know, "The world's always conspiring in your favour, but you just need to put yourself in the right positions." And um, I very much believe in that. I took a few risks, and as soon as I was in an environment that I really felt comfortable in, and, and really enjoyed being then things just started happening yeah you know, that's when things happen so yeah. in flow. we yeah. are absolute believers of that so can you tell us what's a day in a life at RCS uh, well these days I spend quite a bit of time behind a computer screen which was a bit of a culture shock actually coming from working on a farm and and then to um, yeah being fairly well cooped up behind a computer but um, I spend a lot of time talking to clients I run a I, I work on a few projects um, that RCS are involved in mostly in the reef catchment zone so yeah. we 
can you elaborate on those projects? Yeah, yeah. So I work, I work primarily on one called Grassroots. So Grassroots, we work with 23 producers, uh, 23 businesses um, in the reef catchment zones, and essentially it's around improving. Um, Improving ground cover and uh, the health of the and the ecology of the land to reduce sediment load running into the Great Barrier Reef lagoon, um, and those producers are pretty much put through. They're put through. They're they're funded to go through the seven day grazing for profit school, which is like our flagship agribusiness school yeah. that we run, and then they have ongoing support um, through RCS consultants. So and there's all sorts of monitor. There's a lot of monitoring and and um and testing that goes on in the background. So we run that in conjunction with the office of the Great Barrier Reef. Um, yeah. And then there's a few other ones that I'm sort of work on the fringes of. So that's sort of half about what I do at work. At work. And yeah. then I spend a lot of the, pretty much the rest of my time following around a lot of the senior consultants and yeah. pretty much learning how to be a consultant. Yeah. Um, so and what does that involve? Well, so we consult, <clears throat> we consult primarily to, um, I suppose, to graziers, yeah. um, sheep, cattle, goats, um, so primarily around grazing systems, we do a lot of financial benchmarking analysis as well. But it, it really is around creating a business that suits the way you want to live your life, firstly. So um, we pretty much, we offer people a set of, a set of six principles of grazing and they all, they all sort of put into practice in different ways. You know? So people, the way people would do it, say, down in Victoria would be... You know, they'd follow the same set of principles, but it'd be in a different way up in Queensland. So it's, yeah, it's, every single job is different and you're interacting with different people at different stages of their life and they have different motivations. So it, it literally every day and every job you do is different, um, which is something that I really, I really value. Um, and yeah, so that I a lot of time talking to people and I love talking, so I might probably need to get on a few more podcasts. So. <laughs> I really love talking to people and just hearing their story. You know, there's so much to learn out of other people's lived experience. And, you know, I'm only 26. I know absolutely bugger all compared to my, you know, <laughs> my peers, really, you know. Yeah. And, that, and the best way to learn is through that lived experience and sharing those lived experiences. So, yeah, I think I'm in, an, I'm in a, an incredibly privileged position to be able to take such a deep look at, you know, everyone else's business, you know, mm. and, and, and offer advice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people are so willing to to teach you and 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 to you know collaborate. You just got to kind of yeah, that's ask awesome. The right, ask the right questions. That's so cool. Um, we want to know. You know, you've experienced a lot. You said before you're only 26. What excites you the most about the future of agriculture? Oh, a heap of things. All but, uh, of it. Yeah. Tell us everything. Now, that's all we want to know. I, like I'm really passionate about young people. Of course, being a young person myself, but I love working with um, young people in ag because there seems to be a real generational handover happening at the moment so yeah, we do a lot yeah, of succession I'm stuff as definitely. well so there's a lot of people like in our our age group that are moving into managerial positions and you know there's a bit of a sort of um a conglomeration of things so you know a really a really tough time in terms of climate and drought you know yeah. so people have had to learn or people are sort of willing to try different things and looking at alternative methods yeah and also that the, the you know the the young people stepping up into the managerial positions is they come with they come with different ideas and you know different motivations and you know I think they really want to do 
see good done in the world. So they're really exciting to work people to work yeah. with because they want to do different things. You know, I, I spent Sunday over at Launceston with a mate of mine who's growing hemp over there, and he's yeah, a first wow. generation farmer, and he's just doing good cool on stuff. You. He's wow. just doing cool stuff. Like he's just having a crack and yeah. you know, and working it out and, yeah. and learning some hard lessons. But but he's really um he's really um yeah he's really hooking in, which is which is you know which is so great to see. But I think there's I was only having a conversation with my father this morning. He's here as well. Um, and talking about it's kind of like been a bit of a perfect storm in the sense that there's all of this, there's just such a massive influx of, of you know, data sharing and, and the internet of things and connectivity that is enhancing all of the day-to-day in agriculture. Absolutely. And, and partner that with, like, as I mentioned before, like the climatic, challenging climatic conditions and people are looking for alternative ways. So it's just sort of being supercharged. And um, I just think it's the best industry in the world. And like, it is, it's so exciting. And I would, I would not work anywhere else. You're yeah. not biased or anything. No, no. we agree. I think, I think it's in the blood. It's in the blood. You, yeah. Can't, yeah. you can't get rid of us. And I think something you mentioned earlier was, um, you know, your parents aren't in farming anymore. I feel like it doesn't matter how much they try and deter us from it, 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 we still want to come back. Like I feel like um, we've spoken to Callum about this and he said his parents didn't encourage him to go farming and I'd say the same for myself and Kayla and I'm sure that's probably the same for you as well but yet we're still doing really innovative interesting things to grow the industry so I think we need people like yourself who are going to be passionate on your end to help consult for the future generations. 100% and I really love Callum's um, message that he delivered last year around applying appropriate language and like the way we describe ourselves as as you know as farmers is such that's such an important piece and I even mm, referred I to that this morning because I think you know you know it's not all beer and skittles definitely not you know farming is a t- is, is always been a difficult game yeah. at the best of times yeah it's such a delicate balancing process yeah and if you get it wrong it can be dire consequences and there's probably a more even more on the line because as I said before you know the place it's the place you live it's your hobby it's where you work it's your kids' home. Yeah. There's a lot at stake. So if you, you stand to lose so much if yeah. you if you if you do go if you bugger it up. So yeah. Yeah. but I think if we really look at it as from the perspective of all the other stuff that we offer, like I said about the you know the, the around the, the the stewardship and 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 how we look at land ownership and what that provides, you know, looking wider across our entire industry and further into the future. Mm. Um, there's just so much more than just turning off kilos of beef or growing wheat or you know capsicums and tomatoes, whatever you're growing. Yeah. You're so much more than just a producer yeah like you 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 do an incredibly important job on behalf of 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 the entire you know the entire country it's so cool i work with a grower and he talks about he has 35 job titles and farmer's just one of them and he talks about how he's a climatologist he's an agronomist he's a finance manager he is a ceo he is all of these things and there's so much more to it like you said than just putting a seed in the ground and hoping the rain will come and that it grows 100 percent. yes no it's it's amazing place to be. So you, you're based in Queensland. Is there much of a youth network in Queensland in agriculture? Yeah, yeah. So the, um, there's there's the uh, young young um, um, young bee producers forum forum that's in Roma. Yeah. Every year. So there's a, and I, I actually hadn't attended that until the end of last year. So that was really great. But there is. There's definitely um, within like our RCS clients. There's a real. There's a real. Um, I suppose. There's been a real uptake from young, from a lot of younger people. 
um, there's a real interest in it. Like wherever I go and I'm wearing you know, my RCS shirt around, people are interested in it. Yeah. Particularly, you know, regenerative ag. It's a bit of a buzzword at the moment, which is sort of <laughs> has been touched on a bit today. Yeah, yeah, and and that's another thing that like we need to make sure it doesn't just become a buzzword and it actually it's it's more of a a movement. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a it's a it's a movement definitely, and we need to make sure that that's the way it goes. But um. It's yeah. There's there's definitely there's definitely a, a big interest. In anything in the five or ten year plan for you? Big goals? Anything you want to tell us about? Oh, yeah, you got in the work? Oh, it's heaps on. Um, so there's a lot of stuff internally at RCS that that you know we're, we're probably going through a pretty big period of growth at the moment. Um, so that's been really exciting. We've got an international conference coming up uh, in the middle of the year that's based around um, animal, human and planetary health, so in the convergence of all of those things and how really looking at it from a systems perspective because um, essentially that's what we do. Like We operate within an ecosystem and we, you know, we operate our own little businesses um, in agriculture within a massive ecosystem and everything feeds back on everything else. So... Um, there's a lot. There's a lot happening in RCS um, on a, on a gr on ground level and just in terms of the business growing. Um, but there's yeah. There's there's also I, I love. I really want to become more involved with the youth, like it, the young farmers sort of side of things, um, and really ensuring that people see a clear path to owning their own piece of land and and you know becoming even people that are interested in the farming side of things but might have grown up in a capital city or have no connection to it, you know, providing people a link into, into um, being able to do that. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few things sort of happening, but there seems to be so, like a new thing. I'm pretty bad for chasing shiny things, you know. I, sort of, <laughs> I, spend, a, I spend a lot of time thinking out, you know, in the future and sometimes I, I sort of think maybe I need to spend a bit more time in the present. But, um, no, there's... There's so much happening, and, and uh, yeah, as, as I alluded to earlier, it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty good place to be in. And lastly, before we go, we let you get on with your busy agenda. Can you tell the audience where can they find you, um, your email or your website, or where can people go to you know, get in touch with you? Yeah, so, well, my email is just gstacy at rcs.com.au, rcsaustralia.com.au, sorry. Um, I get around LinkedIn a bit. Yeah, I so, like to hear. So, yeah. Social media is my job, so yeah, I love hearing yeah, that. Yeah, so I get around LinkedIn a, a bit and and on the gram, but um, we're up there in, in up there in Yapoon. To be totally honest with you, I'm not really big on the on the social media, but but I, I do um I do get on there from time to time. But um but yeah, I'll, I'll be around and just if you want if you wanting to get in touch and on Facebook, yeah, just search me on Facebook, get yeah. in touch. Yeah. Um, I'm more than happy to speak to you know to anyone about anything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah awesome. I definitely think. A few people might have some questions for you about your career path, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. George, thank you so much for your time. We're so grateful. We've loved this chat. Um, yeah, let us know if we can ever have you on again since you love talking so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to get you as a yeah. host for an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, my pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. No worries. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. 
And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.